Hey everybody, Adam Stott here. Thanks for checking out my podcast, Business Grow Secrets. You're absolutely in the right place. This podcast is going to reveal to you all of the secrets that you've been looking to discover that can allow you to cure your cash flow problems, attain more clients, bring in more leads for your business, and create systems and processes that give you the growth that you want. You are going to discover the business growth secrets you have been looking for that I've used to sell over £50 million worth of products and services on social media and help clients everywhere to grow their businesses on the mark. So let's get started on the Business Growth Secrets Podcast. Good evening and welcome to this week's live video where we've got some mega questions in from everybody. So really looking forward to going all of those. Seems like a little while since I've, I've, I've seen everybody, but that's great because we have got our event coming up, our Magnetize Your Message. And I'll tell you what, this one's going to be super duper special. We're going to have a wicked time together and I, I, I literally think it's going to blow you away. Um, we're going to start off by telling you about these couple of events we've got coming up because they're really cool. And I'm really excited, and I think that you should all be really excited too. The first one I'm going to talk about is the Academy Members event coming up this month called uh, Magnetize Your Message. This event is going to be the event, and I think that everybody really needs to make sure that whatever's going on, if you, you know, whatever is happening, you need to be at this event, the Academy event coming up, uh, Magnetize Your Message. I believe it's on the 22nd, and we are going to be really going over in depth. I had some great ideas around what I wanted to do about magnetizing your message, but I spent some time, as you know, in America recently and Atlanta and Georgia and, and North Carolina and uh, been hooked up with a couple of really, really great people. And they actually have took, given me some new ideas of which route to go down. We're going to be looking at all the different personality styles of how you market to different personality styles, how you get your message across. We're going to be really uh, diving deep into influence, influencing copywriting, showing you how to position your message through your blogs, position your message through your website, position your message through LinkedIn, how to really magnetize it. When I say magnetize it, we know what magnet does, a magnet attracts, and we are going to make sure that after that event, you are going to be attracting clients in the masses who are seeing your message and that are so captivated by it, so influenced by it, that they are going to want to choose you because you're going to be the logical choice for them and we're going to drive them towards you. So I think that this Academy event is going to blow you away. You know, you need to be at that event on the 22nd. So I hope you're all excited. Of course, not only that, but you're going to catch up with everybody, see everybody, and uh, have an awesome day, an awesome time, which I'm really, really looking forward to, which is going to be mega. Yeah, so look, that event's going to be epic, going to be absolutely awesome. Another couple of dates for the diary. You need to put the date of September the 6th, to September the 8th in your diary for all of our members. We've got an event I'm going to be doing with uh, some of the people I've been working with in America. Uh, one of the guys that trained me in speaking is going to be coming over. He's going to be doing a three-day event from me from start to finish, very accomplished, uh, accomplished business person as well, but trained me from scratch before I ever started speaking before in speaking, and he's an absolute superstar. His name's Damien. I'm going to be doing the event with him. And we're going to have an amazing time. It's going to be a three-day event uh, called the Big Business Summit. After tomorrow on this video, I will post a link to the funnel that I've just created for that particular event. 
So you'll be able to go and click on that and go and register. But many of you have already registered and told Beth that you're coming. Um, so you want to just hit Beth up and let you know that you want to be at that event. I think this event is it will also be absolutely awesome. It's a three-day business event. Uh, you're going to be coached by someone who's coached me, which is great for everybody, I think. So I think you'll really enjoy that. And along, and bringing along for a ride, we've got a uh, branding marketing expert. And we've got another uh, person that I've been spending time with in America who's been in the business for 31 years, um, who's an absolute superstar. So you're going to have three, four amazing speakers at that event, all new content, stuff you never would have seen before. And you will be absolutely, you will be loving it. You know, I promise you, I think I've just had uh, such a great time in America running this event. We ran a, a five-day event. I was there for four of the five days where we were training speakers um, on launching their careers. It was amazing. Um, and I think you're going to be getting, a, you know, I'm really pleased I'm going to be able to bring that value to, you know, a lot of that value to our, uh, to our members. So you can have a great, great time there. And of course, we've got the Texas tour coming up. So really, really looking forward to that. We're all really excited. And um, we'll be working with that team again in America, which is going to be amazing. We've got four events. We've got Dallas. Uh, we've got San Antonio. We've got Austin and we've got Houston. Um, I think we're mega excited. I think there's some uh, people in the group that are in those areas that are going to be coming along for the event because we give that access when people sign up for that particular event and uh, when they do the VIP and different things like that. So uh, really, really looking forward to meeting you all. It's going to be an absolute, um, you know, it's going to be mega. Um, as you can see, all the people in this group have been trained in some of the strategies we've been training in the UK. We'll be training those strategies in America for social media, for business, and showing people how to grow and scale their businesses to new heights and i can't wait to come share that information so look awesome stuff we're going to get into the questions now we're going to go over all of those so the first question really really good question from sanel and sanel has asked me what percentage of time and money should be spent on marketing marketing and awareness at the beginning of your business i think this is a great question because a lot of people do it the wrong way i think when you start out in business all you really have is yourself right at the beginning. You are the biggest asset and you have to really acknowledge that you are the biggest asset right in the beginning and you are going to have to spend, you know, I'm going to talk about time first, then we'll go over to money. You are going to have to spend, you know, you've heard me, some of you heard me say this before, at least three hours a day going after new business every single day. This is the point in your business that's super exciting that you're in the position where you're like, right, I just can't wait to get going. and You've not got admin tasks, you've not got other tasks around, you've not got staff to manage, you've not other things to deal with. Really, all you've got to deal with is go out and get the business. In that case, a lot of people, when they start off in business, they don't do that. They don't put that time and the effort into going out and getting as much business as possible in the beginning. And that's really a big mistake. You've got to build that pipeline, you've got to work super, super hard, and you've got to literally be going after new business every single day, every single, every single day. I think a lot of people, when they start off in business, they get so consumed with the infrastructure of business. I've got to get my website done. I've got to get my business cards done. I've got to make sure this is sorted. I've got to make that sure that's sorted with my products or my service and everything else like that. Where in reality, you need to be spending your time building relationships and making sales because what that is going to do, that's going to bring you cash and you can then reinvest that cash in the infrastructure of building all those other things you want to get. And I think people do it the wrong way around. Don't build the infrastructure and then expect the sales to happen. It doesn't work like that. You build the relationships, you build your sales, then you build the infrastructure. And that's the order that you should be looking to do things. And if you do it in that way, 
you will find that you start to bring in more cash into the business and the business obviously has a much longer lifespan, which is, of course, what we all want right in the beginning. So I think it's a, you know, a simple thing, but you've got to make that time, make that effort, get it sorted in the beginning. That's going to put you in the position where you can, you can start to move forward. In terms of marketing, uh, many people, when they start their businesses, they rely on different types of marketing. So they'll rely on going networking. They'll rely on you know, some of the lesser forms of marketing like newspaper ads or magazine ads, anything like that, where in today's world, you can literally start unknown, completely unknown, and become very quickly unforgettable by using social media in the right way. So you want to be putting some of your budget into the marketing, into bringing you opportunities and leads, so then you can start having more conversations, which in turn is going to lead to more sales. So for, for a business, a business that's established, I'm going to just go there first of all. A business that is established, you really should be spending, you really should be spending at least 10% of your turnover on marketing because that's going to allow the business to keep growing. That's going to allow you to pump new leads into the business. It's going to allow you to feed your sales execs. It's going to allow you to, be, uh, to build your business. I think one of the biggest mistakes when businesses are growing is they don't spend any money on marketing. And if you don't spend any money on marketing, you've got no new opportunities coming in the door. And what happens then is your business starts to slow down and it switches off. So we need to spend, we need to really understand this and spend the money on marketing to build the opportunities Every penny, every cent, every dollar, every pound that you spend on marketing, you want to make sure that you're achieving a return on investment on that and you're bringing in new leads, which are bringing in new sales. And if you do that, your business will keep growing. Now, I personally have got a more aggressive percentage of money that I would spend on marketing. You know, we will spend more on marketing in order to bring the opportunities in because we know we're going to deliver the sales because we've got a proven model. So as your model becomes more proven and you've got super happy clients and you've got successful clients and you're getting good results for people and you know your model works, then you can start to spend more money on marketing and your business is really going to grow exponentially and you're going to start to get some massive results. I think that sometimes people get a little bit scared about marketing. They get a little bit scared about investing in marketing when really that's what they need to grow their business. The two things that grow a business are marketing and sales. They're the things that, and, and sell, you know, in, and then in very informed. So marketing people, salespeople, producers, but really the two functions of a business to help grow it are marketing and our sales. And if we can work both of those angles, then all of the rest of it, building the infrastructure, um, working on the product range, other aspects, we can do that once we're achieving marketing, we're achieving sales, we're getting that right, we're driving conversations and income, we've reinvested in the infrastructure to help it build. So for me, if you're new in business, Three hours a day, every single day, no matter what that you spend going after a new business. That's a minimum. That's not a maximum. If it were me, I'd be spending eight hours a day going after sales and business. And then in the evenings, I'll be spending four or five hours looking at, you know, paperwork or different things from the deals I've done. You know, that's personally what I would do. But I think if you want a, a simple, simple rule to follow, especially if you're now in the stage where you're actually your business is building, things are going, minimum three hours a day on new business, otherwise you'll go out of business. That's my tip for you there. Percentage of money, established business, you want to be spending 10%. If you've got a more aggressive growth strategy, you want to extend that, you want to be spending more than 10%. At the beginning of your business, don't go out and spend all your money on websites and um, business cards and other things, different bits and pieces. You need to be spending money on networking and things that are going to build you opportunities and build you sales. So I hope that answers the first question. 
And if you like that answer, you know, give me a shout in the comments. I'll tell you what will be interesting to hear from everybody because most of you have been in business for some time. You know, what was your strategy in the beginning? If you share your strategy and your story and the things that you've done, that could help somebody else at a different stage of their journey. And of course, if you've been very established, then put down what, what percentage of money you're spending on marketing. And let me tell you, I'll give you one final thing on this. If your business is not growing as much as you want it to grow, it's probably because you are not spending enough on marketing. <laughs> as simple as that. You know, if you want your business to be, you're not going to get to a million, two, five, ten million a year unless you've got a solid marketing budget and a solid marketing strategy. Now, some people are out there and they're pumping marketing every day, and that's fine, right? Um, they're putting out a lot of organic marketing, but what we really do need to be doing is we need to be using the money to bring in opportunities and creating a return on investment opportunity for your business because then you're going to smash it, right? So that's the key. Okay, so let's get into number two. So how do I secure my Facebook profile from cloning? I think that you know this is uh, something that happens every now and then in today's sort of modern age. I think the main reason people look to clone profiles, Facebook profiles, Instagram profiles, et cetera, et cetera, is to then reach out to your friends and people that you know and try and influence them to get you to buy fit, to buy products or give them money or whatever it might be. So I think the best thing you can do to protect yourself from cloning is actually to make your friends list private. You know, if you make your friends list private on your personal profile, then they can't have got no one really to influence, so there's not much point. You know, someone might try to take your profile picture for a bit of catfishing, but other than that, they're not going to try and scam people which I think is probably the thing that you'd be most afraid of. So maybe make your friends list private. That will give you a bit of protection. But kind of in today's day and age, it's, you know, it's part of, a, part of the modern world. And now I'll give you one more tip. You can go on to a good site called Mention. Um, I think it's either Mention. I think it's Mention.com. And Mention, every time your name is mentioned on the internet, wherever it might be, this is really good. Usually used for tracking reviews rather than cloning. But you can literally tra track every time you're mentioned online. And when you're mentioned online, you can go back to people, um, you can go and go back to reviews, you can see and you can keep an eye on what's happening with your online profile. So it's a good tip, a uh, good tool tip there for you to get to work on question number two. Okay, so number three, diary management system. Can this be revisited? So Chris has said that he's been listening to the podcast and Chris has mentioned on the podcast that I was talking about the diary management system that I run, um, really simply, and I'll, I'll make it, I've probably done this a few times on, a, on live videos before, so I won't make this a long one, especially if you've heard it before. You know, I have a two-page per day diary, so I think it's the 13th of August today, so I will have two pages that say 13th of August on both days, and in here, I will have this section on the left-hand side will be based around sales sales opportunities i will then list all of the different sales opportunities or all of the sales opportunities i've got to check from my diary making sure i don't forget now of course we run digital diary management systems we have a team delegation system and we do run computer systems absolutely of course you've got it right especially when you've got tons going on but being that you know having been i would say it doesn't matter that we're in business. I was doing this stuff when I was 18, when I was working in Ford, really, was where I first got introduced to diaries at 18 years old, literally because uh, one of my mentors or one of the managers that trained me turned around to me and his name was Michael. And he just said to me, Adam, look, 
you've got to really learn to write things down. You can't be expected to remember every, sing, every single thing that's happening. Sounds very, very basic, but if you're not doing this, hopefully this conversation helps somebody out there, right? And he just said to me, you know, you forget, if you forget things and you don't follow things up, it affects your professionalism, it affects your sales. So just get in the habit of writing things down. And then I worked with another coach that actually came into that business. It was a brilliant move from them. Um, absolutely brilliant move to get a coach into that business. And they literally had a guy called Ian come around and coach every single one of the, um, every single one of the sales team. And he used to come around and sit down with me and literally go over my diary step by step. And if ever I hadn't written anything down, I'd be like, right, why have you not written anything down? They're very disciplined there. And um, literally, <laughs> this is kind of what he taught me. And he said, right, we're going to have our two-page-a-day diary. We're going to have the sales opportunities on the actual diary. You're going to put all those sales opportunities there. You know, hopefully you're going to have 20, 30 of these a day. And he used to tell me to put the monetary amount next to them. So if that one was worth 20 grand and that was worth 10 grand and that was worth one grand, that was worth three, uh, that was worth five. What that would do is that would start linking your mentality towards the amount of revenue you could generate for your business or the amount of revenue you could generate in sales, the amount of commission you could generate, et cetera, et cetera. And you're going to be a lot more motivated to make that call, you know, because sometimes, I don't know if you can resonate with this, but if you can, sometimes people kind of avoid these calls. Might you have done that in the past a little bit if you're being totally honest, right? And this is just a way to make you not avoid the calls. Make sure you take action. Make sure you take that step. Make sure you keep moving forward. So that was one part of it. Um, so you used to have sales. Now, as this evolved, marketing is the other piece that grows a business. So I would put all of the marketing activities that needed to be completed on a daily basis over this side. I'd have sales here. I'd have marketing here. And now every single activity in marketing that I wanted to use to drive the business forward, I will write all the marketing activities there. I find that very, very useful because they're the two things that grow a business. You get sales right. You get marketing right build the infrastructure below. As I said earlier, everything follows on. After that, I would have actions. So this would be typically known as somebody's typical to-do list, but I call it actions because if it's to-do, are you going to do it? Are you not going to do it? You should do it. Are you going to get it done? Where I'm, I put it down as like actions or action list and I'll be like, right, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. And I'll just go through those. Now, on the other side, because I split it into four, it depends if it's um, a sales-based diary or it's a um, or a business-based diary. I will just have appointments in here. Okay. If it's a, otherwise, I would have business development. So business development is where you're working on your business. So you can have appointments, or you can have business development. And the other tip is is that you then you then would have you make sure you go through every aspect and every time you do one of the actions you highlight it off, actually use a physical highlighter. And the reason I like to use a physical highlighter is because you know you're getting more done, you know, and you've got that incentive to go and make sure that every single step of everything is done. You know, I've trained that to many of my coaching clients, my direct coaching clients, trained that to Palm. I don't know if Danny, I think Danny's online tonight, trained that to Danny, uh, trained that to Adam Walker, to Anthony, to loads of people. And they're all using that to, uh, to uh, lots of degrees of success. And it was ingrained in me. So hopefully that sharing that tonight helps you a little bit, Chris, um, and you enjoyed that. So good stuff. So question number four is about personality styles. How can I learn more about this? Well, we're going to be covering a lot of the aspects of personality styles for Magnetize Your Message, and you will get everything you need from that particular event. 
and I'll, I'll just go into exactly what we'll be doing so you can get um, a, a good understanding. You know, there really, there's four different types of personality styles. Those personality styles, every single person has one, and they veer towards more of one of these four. They have a secondary as well, so we're going over primary, we're going over secondary. You've, some people think this is like disc profiling and that kind of stuff, much more advanced than disc profiling, those kind of things. We're going to go a lot deeper. I'm going to be going a lot deeper into the brain, into people's thought patterns, and then I'm going to show you how to actually apply that to language patterns. So we're going to be taking language patterns, language patterns in copywriting, language patterns in sales, and how to develop your message so it hits, it resonates, it attracts, it brings you clients, and it brings you sales in the masses. So I'm not going to give too much away because I'm really going to go, I'm going to go ridiculously deep, you know, at, at, the, at the Academy Members event. And I think that, uh, I think that will blow you away. You know, I, I did a mini, a rock star social because I was in a really good mood, just come back from a great event. I did a little mini bit about this kind of, uh, kind of uh, stylings. And I think Remy was there. So Remy, I, I think you enjoyed that. Every single person said that was their favorite part of, you know, favorite part of that day. And when you think about, Everything we do at that event, that's a pretty good big compliment. So I think you're all going to love it. Plus, we're going to go deeper. Plus, we're going to show you how to apply it. We're going to get the workbooks out. We're going to make sure you take action. Make sure that you get results. It's going to be really, really cool. So I'm not going to go too deep into that one, Michelle, but there's method to the madness. I think, uh, who, who else is there? Ify was there too. So Ify, if you're still on, tell people what you thought of that section as well, because I know that you loved it, you little diamond. Okay, so um, let's get into... The next one, which is number five, um, again from Michelle, how do I close the deal in my favor when a client is cutting it up into pieces? Okay. So what we're going to do, so what, I'll give a bit of context to this question because it's a bit longer. Michelle said that she's working with developers. She gets paid a proportion of the deal when she actually supplies products, furniture, whatever it might be, and she gets a proportion of the deal for actually supplying the designs. Now, a good, negotiator, a good negotiator really knows and understands that if you want to get things cheaper, then cutting up the deal is often a good way to do it. So you literally analyze every piece separately and you say, right, how much is that going to cost? What can we get that down to? How much is that going to cost? What can we get this down to? How much can, is that going to cost? What can we get this down to? Now, I learned this in the automotive industry very early. And, you know, literally you'd have good negotiators, you'd have bad negotiators. Now, the best negotiators, they'd come in, they'd say, right, you know, I haven't got a pie exchange, I don't want finance. And after they'd said that to you, you'd be, and they would say, but I want a great deal on the car. So you'd start to go over the deal on the car and everything else like that. At which point, as soon as they had screwed you to the wall, pretty much, they would turn around and say, okay, I have actually got a car. Can we just see what you'll give me for this car? So they're bringing a new piece of the deal in. Then they would try to screw you up, the, up to the ceiling on getting as much as they could for their pie exchange. Finally, they would turn around and say, right, um, yeah, what can we do um, on the finance? What's your lowest rate possible? And literally, they'd skimmed every single part of the deal and torn the deal to pieces. Now, what would happen a lot of the time is people that weren't confident or weren't strong and they were selling that uh, vehicle, whatever it might be, is they would go along with that and they'd get run around in circles. The best way to kind of handle this is to get them back onto more of the package deal and explain to them, look, I can give you the design pricing, but what we need to do is we need to look at the design and the supply. 
They said, I don't want the supply. You can turn around and say, well, you will be getting it supplied from somewhere. So why don't you give me your supply prices and then I can price up the supply for you as well and give you the designs. That way we're bringing, we're merging it back into one. The key here is to merge it into one deal rather than to have split deals. Um, that would really be the best way for you, for you to negotiate it. Now, the, the other way to do it is you can actually say, look, you know, I'll give you the, uh, the design prices and you're actually going a bit higher and then you turn around and say, but I can give you a reduced rate if we supply as well. So you're actually going to you're going to front load your deal on the design prices and then you're going to use the actual furniture and the other bits and say, look, I can bring my design prices down and we supply the furniture. And that way you're still bringing it back to one. The key for you is to kind of bring it back to one or to charge a higher fee just for the design prices. Of course, whilst giving your client value, which is the most important thing, because you want to build a relationship for the long term. I think what I would say to you as well, you know, don't get too caught up, if it's, especially if it's the first deal, because um, this could turn into 10 deals and we've got to look at lifetime value of client. You know, it's another thing to consider. Uh, you're quoting for the business, you're getting that opportunity. So work every angle, uh, bring it round and uh, take it from there. And there's a couple of tips there and I hope that helps you this evening. Okay, so number six. So this one's from Remy. Um, I know you've been on, on tonight. So uh, how are we doing? Um, you're getting some videos done by Sam Martin, who's done a lot of uh, video stuff for a lot of our clients. He's very, very good. Um, don't think he's on tonight, so he's missed that compliment. <laughs> but um, he's saying, uh, Remy's saying, how should I use my videos online that are being made? Should I use them as an education-based marketing piece? Should I use them as an invite to an online seminar? Should I use it as an online gift? Whatever it might be, so asking different questions. Now, it depends, of course, on how many videos that you're doing. If you're doing one video, it's going to be different to if you're doing 10 videos. I'll give you a couple of tips, and you can use these tips how you see, how you see fit. I mean, what I would probably do, and I, well, I say probably do, what I would do is I would use some of those videos within retargeting. I would probably look at your Facebook pixel audience, the people that have been onto your website, onto your landing pages, or the people that have engaged with your page. I would use those videos for retargeting so you can have another conversation um, with anybody that's already engaged with your things. Um, that's something that we absolutely do. Uh, when somebody registers for an event, the next thing they're going to see is our retargeting event videos so they understand what's happening, what the, what's the event going to look like, what's it going to be like, you know, so they can get a bit of an insight into it. And I think that you're going to have a lot of people that want to do a will online because you've got a great product and you've got a great, um, great idea um, and they're definitely going to want to do it. But life is going to get in the way occasionally for those people because for some people, that's a serious thing to do. So retargeting is going to play a massive part in your strategy. And if you use it in the right way, you will drive people back. And you'll, uh, I'll probably do some videos around how do you find the time to make your will? Because um, I think that that is a big lead into your product. It's a big lead into your product and service. And you can literally explain to people you know, you're only going to need 20 minutes to sit aside. These are the things you're going to need to consider. Then you could be educating while selling at the same time, which is fantastic. So that's kind of where I'd go with that, Remy. Um, I'll definitely have a video on that aspect. I'll do some education-based marketing, absolutely. But you're at the beginning of that business stage. And because I know you and because I spent time with you at the weekend, I can give you a lot more direct advice. And I would think that if you're at the beginning of the business stage, then what you really need to be thinking about, and not thinking about what you need to be doing, is you need to be using it to drive business and drive sales. So I would have it as a slightly more direct 
you know, you probably could give a free gift. You could give a free discount code. You could get people onto your website. You could use it for web traffic, and then you can retarget them with the next video. And that's where I would go with it. And I think that's the best advice um, for you, for your strategy, and everything that you should be looking to do. Okay, so hopefully that answers your question. Maxine saying she's good. Looking for Grace. How are you, my dear? Looking forward to seeing you. Um, so uh, Remy saying she's excited and saying yes, good stuff. Okay, so look. Uh, some great questions in this evening. As I said to you, great stuff coming up. A few last bits to, to mention before we go offline. And uh, Remy saying thanks a million. My pleasure. Okay, few few last bits to mention. Check out the podcast. Got cool stuff coming on there. Mark in your diary for all of our Academy members. Sip to 8th of September. Going to be a brilliant event uh, with my team from America. We're going to come over that you're going to meet. You're going to get to know. You're going to hear some new content. You're going to love them. Um, so mark that in your diary. And make sure every single one of you is at the Academy event. All of our Academy members, you need to be at the Academy event coming up because it's going to be off the charts, this event. I think you're going to absolutely love it. And for those of you that I'm going to be seeing in America um, this month, I can't wait to meet you in person. I hope if you've been watching this video, you really enjoyed it um, and you've got some good tips. And, of course, if you want to ask any, any questions, please put them in the comments. Um, let me know, and I'm very excited to be coming over. We're going to, we're going to have a fantastic, um, fantastic few days. Uh, where we're going to be training everyone and we can't wait to be bringing our longer courses to America as well, which is going to be great. Finally, Sonel said to me on the phone the other day, Adam, please don't leave us. Please don't leave us in England and go and do that all the time. Absolutely not. I'm, I'm 100%, uh, million percent committed to, uh, uh, to big business events in the UK. We're working with uh, an amazing team in America and that's why we're going over there to do those events as well because we know we can provide value there at the same time. So do not worry about that, anybody. I just didn't, just in case anybody was concerned, we're going to make sure that everybody is smashing it and we're going to be working hard with all of you. So I hope you've had a, a great session. If you're an A player and you've watched from start to finish, put in the comments A player so I can see who you are. If you're a B player, you joined halfway through and you watched the end, B player, and you just joined, then, well, just pretend you're a B player. <laughs> right, okay, so look, Thanks very much for watching, everybody. I can't wait to catch up with you soon. It's been an absolute pleasure, delight, and I can't wait to see you again. You know I love you all, and I can't wait to catch up very, very soon. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Adam here, and I hope you loved today's episode. hope you thought it was fabulous. And if you did, I'd like to ask you a small favor. Could you jump over and go and give the podcast a review? Of course, I'll be super grateful if that is a five-star review. We're putting our all into this podcast for you, delivering you the content, giving you the secrets. And if you've enjoyed it, please go and give us a review and talk about what your favorite episode is, perhaps. Every single month, I select someone from that review list to come to one of my exclusive Academy days and have lunch with me on the day, meeting hundreds of my clients. So if you want that to be you, then you're going to be in with a shout if you go and give us a review on iTunes. Please, of course, do remember to subscribe so you can get all the up-to-date episodes. Peace and love, and I'll see you very, very soon. Thank you.